darkness. It enveloped all, silently cloying, deadly in its finality. Sparks and solder flashed, unseen, pushing against the blackness. Success, a pin of light. It expanded slowly, swimming murky abstractions as the tic-tac man focused. Finally, the shadowy banks of the East River fully appeared. On the ground were two sophisticated lenses, trailing multicolored wires. Finished with its destruction, the tic-tac man shuffled to the edge of the river, foot still trailing wires and broken glass. Staring into the image-warping water, the tic-tac man awkwardly tilted its head, looking at its brand new bloodshot eyes. It was getting closer. And now, the pulp tales of Gwendolyn Green. Gwen jolted awake. <gasps> she wiped away drool as she slowly blinked Dick Dirk's grimy office into view. <sighs> what happened? Her head was splitting. She reached for the light switch. Huh. The light must be out. What time is it? She reached for her phone, flicked it on, and saw 13 voicemails from Hector. Ugh. I guess I can't avoid this forever. Gwen pressed to play her voicemails. Hey, Gwen. I know I didn't technically hire you, or you wouldn't let me hire you. Sorry. Let me back up. I'm talking about hiring for a job. Not that either of us are physically above the other. I'm not a heightist, baby. Skip. Hi, Gwen. It's Hector. I know you're busy, but I just wanted to see if you've dug up anything on my parents. Also, just curious. How's your bracelet doing? Ugh. Maybe we could just hang out sometime, you know? I thought we had a moment. Not like moments, but like all the mints. Wait, I mean... Stop. Gwen, I really think you should get back to me. Things have changed. Things are... I can't protect you anymore. Ah! Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean to startle you. No, uh, you're fine. In the doorway stood a distinguished middle-aged woman dressed in a smart pantsuit, showing off an elegantly lined face that looked like its owner could afford to age gracefully. You must be Gwendolyn Green. Yeah, uh, hi. Um, how, do you, how do you know who I am? The, the sign outside doesn't have my name on it. I'm Gisette York. It's my business to know. Also, the sign outside says grade pending. Do you sell food here? My boss tried to make rat kebabs chic for a while. Uh, wait, did you say your name was Gisette York? The Gisette York? Mm-hmm. But you're the number one PI in town. Yes. Wow. <laughs> well, please take a seat. No, not there. Uh, that was where Dick roasted the rats. Um, let me grab you a new chair. But as Gwen got up, a sharp pain shot through her head. Oh, uh, and she flopped right back into her seat. Oh my gosh, are, are you all right? Uh, yeah, uh, sorry, just had a rough night, I think. Without thinking, Gwen felt her wrist under her bracelet and noticed puncture marks. They were fresh. Been there many times. Here, I'm pretty sure I have Advil in my bag. Here they are. 
I also have a spare Perrier. Oh my gosh, thanks. I am not used to other people doing nice things for me. <laughs> what can I do for you, Ms. York? Please, call me Gisette. And just to consider your options. I'm sorry? I've been watching your growth, Gwen. You're a talented detective. And you could be making serious money for truly elite clientele. Are you offering me a, a job? Mm, that's right. Gisette handed Gwen her business card. It was embossed and printed on heavy cardstock. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm a bit overwhelmed. I, I don't. Um... You don't have to decide right now. Just think about it. I think we could do some amazing things together. And with that, Gisette York swept classily out of the dingy room. Well, that was cool. Just then, Vicky flounced in. I have got to see Dr. Poofinger because I have a serious case of the foghorn farts right now. You look terrible. And what smells like wealth? Thanks, Vicky. And Gisette York was just here. I'm surprised you didn't see her on your way in. I close my eyes near doors. That way, I can open them when I walk, and it feels like a smash cut. Boom! Vicky in the house. Gross. Did you foghorn fart? <laughs> I wish that Tony Toot was a foghorn fart. No, I just got a text about a gala tonight. I'm gonna get wasted because I'm a classy adult. Your text alert is a fart? Farts are funny! That pill cannot act fast enough. Joining the seemingly constant parade of noise that always seems to happen when your head hurts, a thin, pale man hunched into the room. He was wearing a shoddy acrylic fur coat and a drowned-looking mustache that clung despondently to his upper lip. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm looking for Richard Dirk. He's out at, he's out at the moment. He's out at the moment. Oh. I'm Gwendolyn Green, uh, Mr. Dirk's junior PI. And I'm Vicky Vance, Queen of the Nile. Stop. Uh, can I help you? Yes. Uh, my name is Russ Buckley. I'm the Democratic candidate for mayor. Russ extended his hand to shake. Even in her weakened state, Gwen had the sense to recoil in disgust. Uh, sorry, I, I have some hand sanitizer in one of these pockets. It's fine. Um, what kind of service were you interested in? I need my opponent investigated. Perry Werryworther is absolutely fucking... <coughs> 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 in the polls. Usually a Democrat is a shoo-in in New York, but this guy's reputation is cleaner than a European subway. I know he's dirty, though. I can't... <coughs> I can't... I can feel it. Oh, here's the sanitizer. No, way. this is hotel shampoo. Did you want some? I'm okay, thanks. Russ rubbed some of the shampoo into his hands. God, Barry's so good. He keeps countering my every move. Like he knows what I'm going to do before I need <laughs> dirt. Uh, any any questions? Political digging, pretty straightforward. Actually, I have a question. Why are you so gross, Vicky? I'll take your case. Uh, cash up front, updates daily, rates are on. But as Gwen stood to get the paperwork, her vision blurred, her wrist ached, her head exploded in fireworks of pain, and she crashed unconscious into the desk. Darkness, 
an unwelcome deja vu. Then, harsh fluorescence pried at Gwen's consciousness, forcing her eyes open. Vicky was reading from a children's book. No, I won't be going with you, said the little princess, for I know your true name. Rumple Dumple Bumple Dump. Rumple Dumple Bumple Dump. Rumple Dumple. <sighs> Gwen, you're awake. What are you doing? Reading to you, so you'll feel better. Thank you. What is it? How are you alive? You never read the tale of Rumple Dumple Bumple Dump, the magical imp where if you say his name six times fast, he shits himself in the eighth dimension? No. Where am I? Mount Sinai. I made that plague rat politician sign a contract, then brought you here. Wait, I still have that job? Thanks, Vicky. That's what main bitches are for. Oh, good, you're up. Dr. Gumbold, pleased to meet you. And you must be Gwendolyn Green. Yeah, so what's wrong? Mm, Trump's the president. (laughs) Just kidding. I know you meant what's wrong with me. Trump is the president, though. Can you just tell me my diagnosis? I would love to, but our initial examination didn't come up with anything linked to headaches or fainting. Although we did notice an abnormally large amount of sweat around the buttocks. I knew it, Vicky. I'd like to run some more blood work. I'm going to discharge you for now, but we should get the results back overnight, so come back first thing tomorrow. Until then, keep your stress levels low and avoid physical exertion. Here's a prescription for Xanax. Xanax? But I'm not depressed. Mm, Trump's the president. Okay, toodaloo. That was weird. You know what else is weird? I did some investigation. What? I looked up Russ's opponent, Perry Weriweather. Turns out, he has connections to the alt-right. Wait, what? Exactly. I have no idea what that is either. How do you not know what the alt-right is? Ooh, is it like alt-rock? Like an alternative to music I would listen to? It's an alternative to not being a Nazi. Oh, snap. That sounded like a burn. But I'm still hazy on the details. This is big. I know what I need to do. Rest and pop pills, just like the doctor said. All right. Glad you're taking care of yourself. Okay, I got a bounce. Papa has a gala that I need to get obnoxiously wasted at for my reputation. Catch you later. Bye. Elsewhere, in a bleak, abandoned warehouse, somewhere deep in the unfashionable outskirts of Brooklyn, the Tic Tac Man was pulling apart a circuit board dripping with blood. Next to the Tic Tac Man lay an older woman's body wreathed in a pool of red. Using a hand that still smelled faintly of mushroom soup, the Tic Tac Man pulled a silicon sphere from the machinery. It was getting closer. Gwen exited the hospital, squinting in the light and rubbing her wrist. Okay, I think if I just... A hand grabbed her shoulder. (laughs) Reflexively, Gwen roundhouse kicked her unseen assailant, but her headache threw her off balance, and she stumbled, almost falling, except she was caught by... Hector. Tupac. I mean, Gwen, I... Okay, don't 
touch me. You scared the crap out of me. I could have really hurt you. You seem... Sick, yeah. Uh, otherwise, I would have kicked your head in. Gwen noticed Hector's expression. Gone was his usual veneer of chiseled stupidity. And in its place... I've been trying to call you for weeks. I shouldn't be talking to you, but you need to take care of yourself. Okay? Things have changed. The eagle has landed, Gwen. The eagle has landed. Eagle isn't real, it's a metaphor. Now, metaphor what? I have no idea. Gwen was used to feeling very conflicted about Hector, but this was different. Whatever had changed about him was deeply unsettling. Okay, Hector, I, I appreciate the heads up. I'm, I'm sorry I never called, but I'm on my way to somewhere, so I'll talk to you later, okay? Yeah, okay. Gwen walked away as fast as she could, not realizing until halfway through the train ride to Rikers that Hector hadn't looked at her bracelet once. Got a visitor! Miss Gwendolyn Gween, as I live and breathe, to what do I owe the pleasure? Hi, Jeff. A sex addict and Nazi, Gwen had busted Jeffrey Candlecrouse two years ago while investigating a Buddhist peace symbol appreciation group. I need some info. Hmm, yes. Well, we all need something, my dear. But what about my needs? I thought you might say something creepy like that. If you tell me what I want to know, I'm prepared to give you the Nazi porn holy trinity. Gwen pulled three DVDs out of her bag. Cuts and chains. SS is for sex sex. And screw the Jews? Jeff reached for the DVDs, but Gwen pulled them away. Keep it in your pants, Jeff. You'll get them after we're done. As you wish, my dear. Gwen slid Jeff a photo. What do you know about Perry Weriweather? An amateur, really. A hanger-on. The fellow was trying to buy his way in. He wanted to be one of the cool kids. By cool kids, do you mean Nazi? I'll let the swastika tattooed on my forehead answer that. So there is a connection between Perry and the (laughs) alt-right. Wait, Jeff, have I told you you're human garbage and a blight on society yet? I don't believe you have. Well, you are. Okay, what about Perry's business? Oh, it didn't directly pertain to Aryan supremacy, so I didn't pay attention. Come on, you must have remembered something. Can't think of anything. Try. Your porn depends on it. (gasps) He was an investor or something. He had federal funding to research some new wiretapping technology. I kept asking him if we could use it to spy on the queers, but after a few not yet, I lost interest. You're despicable. Now, what was special about the new wiretaps? They've had that tech for decades. What could they possibly improve? Some legal stuff. If they use some alternate method of some such, they wouldn't have to get a warrant. Everything will be up and up. Did Perry get the wiretaps working? Don't know. A certain someone got me locked up before I could find out. You're not going to make me feel bad about that, Jeff. Very well. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. Gwen threw the DVDs on the ground in front of Jeff. Salutations, my dear! Guard! Gwen waited by the cell door as the guard unlocked the heavy bars. Before she walked out, Gwen stopped, not turning around. Oh, that research Perry was doing? It didn't happen to involve a company called Waggle, did it? Waggle? Who knows? Waggle's research labs were a real underground operation. Right. Gwen walked out. 
As soon as she was gone, Jeff rushed to his cell door. Guard! I'd like to make a phone call. Gwen sat in a booth in the Neptune Diner, sipping her Greek lemon chickpea soup and thinking about the case. Despite the fog clouding her head, some of the pieces were starting to fall into place. Did you figure out that new wiretap tech, Perry? Gwen drank the last of her soup and looked out the window. It was almost dark. Time to do some digging. Gwen surveyed Democrat Russ Buckaloo's headquarters from a dark alley across the street. Her gaze darted over the surrounding buildings. Where are you? Gwen spotted it, a cell transmitter nestled on the roof of a nearby building. Looks like the only way up is that fire escape. As Gwen focused on the street ahead, a low rumble came from directly behind her. Gwen would normally have whipped around with a roundhouse kick, but she knew it was the... Foghorn fart. I wish that sweet, simple sound was a foghorn fart. No, that's just my Fitbit alerting me that it found your Fitbit. Why is your Fitbit... Farts are funny! I'm trying to be stealthy. Oh yeah, I know all about stealthy. Like when you sneak out of Papa's gala because you hit on a senator. How drunk are you? Sorry, I'm slurring. I meant shit on a senator. I pooped on a man. You're disgusting. That's what he said! Be quiet! I'm trying to figure out how to get up that cell tower without being noticed. And I can't as long as you're being loud, gross, offensive, loud. What's that? Vicky. I'm so glad you're here. I need you to be my distraction, okay? I'm not the distraction. I'm the attraction. Great. Can you stand on the other side of the street and yell about that? Bitch! I was gonna do that anyway! Gwen clung precariously to the end of the fire escape, having jumped from a large pipe she had shimmied up. Feeling her legs swing freely in the night chill, she thanked her lucky stars she wasn't afraid of heights. No, if only I wasn't afraid of becoming afraid of heights. She hauled herself up, the sounds of Vicky's distraction starting to fade. I am an Egyptian goddess, so consider it an honor that I'm laying on your car. Reaching the roof, Gwen gripped a low railing to steady herself against the wind. Inching forward, Gwen reached the transmitter, A thicket of steel, wires, and antennas. The thing seemed more like a bad sci-fi prop than a cornerstone of modern infrastructure. A moment of poking around uncovered exactly what she was looking for. A wiretap. Gwen reached for it, but as her fingers touched the device, a blue-white electricity writhed around her bracelet, jumping along her arm and arcing to the wiretap. In an instant, Gwen was no longer on the rooftop. While she couldn't say how she knew, she could feel that she was somewhere else. And someone else. Then her, or rather its, eyes opened, and Gwen felt that someone else could see she was there. 
Gwen slammed back into her body. Frantic, she stumbled away from the transmitter, tripping, falling down right at the edge of the building. Shakily moving away from the edge, Gwen found she was holding the wiretap. Numbly turning the object over, she noticed a familiar logo, Waggle. Still scrambling away from the precipice, she bumped against what could only be a person. She spun around. It was Hector. A tear streaked the male model's smooth, boyish features. Blinking hard and averting his eyes, Hector took Gwen's shaking hands in his. Before she could begin to process what was happening, he pushed her over the edge. Darkness, Gwen's disturbingly frequent companion. Slowly, Gwen's eyes cracked open, and the world, blurred and bright, crept back in. A familiar figure hovered over her. Vicky? What happened? Not Vicky. No. Gwen struggled to see clearly, trying to wake up. Who? It's Gisette York, the number one PI in town. Remember? What? You're safe. You're back at Mount Sinai. You took quite the nasty fall. Luckily, I was transporting evidence regarding the mattress perv, and I was able to break your fall. On a related note, you should shower. How did you know where I was? I'm the number one PI in town. It's my business to know. Oh, right. Gwen reached for her wrist looking for comfort in all her disorientation, but... Where is my bracelet? What? My mother's bracelet, where where is it? You didn't have any bracelet when you hit the mattress. Maybe it caught on something when you slipped. I didn't slip, I was pushed. Oh dear. Damn it. Hector was touching my wrists right before he pushed me. He must have stolen it then. I am so sorry, that sounds horrible. Do you need anything? Protection, perhaps? No. I'm okay. Thanks. Uh, I'm just... Yeah, I'm good. Gisette placed another fancy business card on the bedside table. Think about it, Gwen. No sooner had Gisette left than Dr. Gumbel came in. Gwen, you're lucky to be alive. His expression was grave. Did you fill that prescription for Xanax? No. That's okay. I'll just sugarcoat it. Don't do that. Your test results came back, and we're going to go on an adventure to solve the mystery of what's happening inside you. You don't know what's wrong? We've rounded up a bunch of suspects, but I'm admitting you until we can reveal the culprit. No, I can't be here. I need to find my bracelet, and I still need to figure out... But as Gwen tried to sit up, a wave of dizziness overwhelmed her and she slumped back down in the bed. Oh, I'm going to add Benadryl and a light steroid to your IV. You should feel better when you wake up. As soon as the medicine was added, Gwen was welcomed back to sleep's soft darkness. Gwen woke up, still half asleep and full of Benadryl. Vicky, are you Gisette again? How dare you? 
Where the hell were you when I needed you? You died. No, I didn't. Gisette saved me with a jizz bed. Are you still drunk? Shit, yeah. I can't believe you. What? Looks like you're straight up mainlining Benadryl. That's different. I had no choice. Neither did I. My reputation is my lifeblood. Uh, you know what else you have a reputation for? Abandoning me. Bitch, I thought you were dead. What happened then? I saw Hector running for his goddamn life, so I knew he, he murdered you. Hot guys never run unless they just killed. Vicky, I'm not dead. I chased him for 20 blocks before he got away. You do P90X and he has thin ankles. How did he get away? I don't know. I blacked out. I know how he got away. Okay, tell me later. Then I wake up in the hospital because my health insurance kills it. And they tell me you're here. Vicky, you're crazy. Bitch, you crazy. No, like you're seriously insane. Oh. Wait, did Hector have my bracelet? I don't know. All I saw of him was his tight little murder butt. I'm never going to get my bracelet back. Plus, I'm pretty sure the Tic Tac Man knows where I am. How do you know that? This weird electric vision thing. <gasps> that was the name of my college punk band. Why does Hector want my bracelet, Vicky? <clears throat> I need some gum. You got any in your bag? Tic Tac Man, Hector. Nazis, waggle, how do they all fit together? Is this gum? I think it's gum. And Perry, weary weather's wiretap, where is that? Gwen trailed off, deep in thought. Then what? Wait a minute. The pieces all fell into place. This is where my parents worked. This was Waggle. Waggle's research labs were a real underground operation. <gasps> Nazi Jeff was being literal. Waggle's laboratory still exists under the construction site. Someone's trying to dig it up. Holy fuck. All that sounds really important. I think I'm chewing a condom. I bet that's where Hector is taking my bracelet. We have to go there now. All right. Take out that IV and let's bounce up on out of here. Hell no. This stuff's really hitting me now. I feel great. Gwen tried to get up, wobbling precariously. Whoa, whoa. Can you stand? Yeah, but hold me up. I've been drinking for hours. You think I'm normally splayed out on the floor like this? Shit, I ripped my tights. I feel dizzy, but in a fun way. Gwen teetered. I'm getting up. I'm okay. We need to get out of here fast. Before a nurse finds us, I'm going to skate on my IV for speed. Gwen planted one foot on the base of her IV and pushed off with the other. Gwen skidded down the hallway. Wait up and try not to die. After a surprisingly smooth escape from the hospital, where Vicky only needed to bribe a single orderly, the girls jumped in a cab heading downtown. <laughs> Speeding through after hours, New York, where pins of colored light stabbed into the night, they quickly arrived at the construction site, the place where the tech company Waggle once had its headquarters and still had its research labs, Gwen thought, trying to see it through the darkened earth as if willing herself to have x-ray vision. Gwen and Vicky stood outside the construction site, leaning on each other and the IV pole. Are we going in? Shh, 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 shh. can you hear that? Yeah, but I always hear that sick beat. It's like tinnitus, but don't- No, no, it's nothing. Say nothing. Nothing. That's right. Either 
whoever is here is being really quiet or this place absorbs sound like nobody's business, we need to be on our sneakiest behavior. Gwen and Vicky tried to squeeze through the gap in the fence. Oh, my IV is stuck. Why do you need that? Leave it alone, just help me get it. Gwen and Vicky struggled, tilting from exertion and substance, until finally. <sighs> All right, we're in. The terror of the place washed over Gwen, flooding her mind. Everything she knew about her parents, and everything she didn't, lay buried here. Somewhere, Hector had her bracelet, the only link she had to her mother. The history overwhelmed her, not the least of which was seeing the homeless man's murder at the hands of the Tic Tac Man. Gwen trembled. Okay, let's go, and let's stick to the path. My IV's wheels probably can't handle dirt. The two women slowly crept further into the construction site, feeling the weight of the surrounding buildings staring down at them. It wasn't long before Gwen's ears pricked up. You hear that? Nothing. No, there, there's actually something now. You hear, you hear that? Oh yeah, it sounds like a parade. It's coming from over that big dirt mound. We should climb it and see what's happening. But your IV... It's fine. You do P90X, just carry me up. I only exercise so I could bench guys during sex. That way, even if I'm the bottom, I get to do all the fucking... Oh, come on, please. I'm your main bitch. Oh, fine. You said the magic words. Let's go. Vicky deadlifted Gwen, bending from the knees. Gwen held her IV. Deliberately, Vicky trudged up the hill, her feet sinking into the loose earth. Finally, they neared the top of the hill, and Vicky <sighs> heaved Gwen onto the ground beside her. <sighs> okay, you owe me a huge fucking favor, like Ryan Reynolds cleans my toilet naked level favor. Shh, look. Gwen and Vicky peered over the lip of the hill and into a large, neatly cleared square pit. It was lit by dozens of torches stuck in the ground, while maybe 40 armed men marched in formation. They all wore distinctive uniforms. Nazis! Heil Trump! I think I'm gonna be sick, but like, more. Unbeknownst to either Vicky or Gwen, the dirt around their feet had started to slip. Meanwhile, back at Mount Sinai... Gwen! It's your Uncle Uli! I came as soon as I heard! Hey Gwen, it's your boss! Dick Dirk! I came as soon as I told Uli, which was... Yeah, it was a few hours after I heard. Um, uh, hello Gwen, I think we're all introducing ourselves, so it's Sylvia. Wait, Gwen, are you pretending to be a pile of pillows again? Or are the pillows pretending to be you again? Holy crap, it's the pillows! Oh my god, Dick, where did she go? What? Oh, great. So Gwen's missing, and now I have to find her because I'm a licensed detective? You know, this is horseshit, you guys. Dick! Okay, okay fine, jeez, fine. Let's uh, look for uh, uh, clues, I guess? No need, Richard. What the? Standing in the doorway stood Gisette York, casting a silhouette that would have been right at home on a paperback mystery novel cover. Gisette. What in the saggy nuts are you doing here? Good to see you too, Rich. No one calls me that! Careful, Dick. She looks like she might be super bloated. Please, I'm here to help. 
Gwen went with Vicky to the construction site where Waggle Inc. used to be. I believe she's looking for her bracelet. What? How, how do you even know that? I'm the number one PI in town! Okay, that is it! I'm gonna fight you right now! I'm sorry. That was insensitive. I, well, I still wanna fight, though! Please, Dick, I, you're embarrassing me. Okay, I don't know what embarrassing means, but Sylvia's right. This sentient Watakash's lead is the only one we've got. We gotta find Gwen! Fine. I will drive. You don't have a car. Or a license. I can drive. Nobody is riding in your static shock-powered wheelbarrow. I can call my chauffeur, Chefwan. Fuck no! I will not accept help from Superior Detective. And I hate Chefwan. Just trying to help. I'll call a cab. Back at the construction site. Gwen and Vicky watched in horrified fascination as the Nazis parted ranks, forming a path to a smooth steel door excavated from the dirt. What is that? That's gotta be the door to Waggles Underground Labs. I feel like I missed something. Shh, someone's coming. Two men strode down the path, Nazis frozen in salute on both sides. When they reached the door, they turned to face the crowd. <gasps> Hector! Shh! Yeah, and some other guy! <gasps> Nazi Jeff! Shh! I definitely missed something! Jeff addressed the crowd. Welcome, brothers, to the end of the beginning and the beginning of the end. Ugh, I hate crap like this. If the end is the beginning, it's the beginning- Shh! The dirt around Vicky and Gwen's feet slipped more. I think we were all a little worried about Brother Hector, but we all owe him an apology. His loyalty never wavered, And boy, oh boy, did he deliver the goods. Hail Trump! Hector looked miserable. Hail Trump. It's time, brothers, to finally open this door and plunder the treasures on the other side. Brother Hector, produce the bracelet. Hector meekly held out Gwen's bracelet, her mother's engraving gleaming in the torchlight. Jeff, the pervert Nazi, took it and held it up. My bracelet. Jeff dusted off a panel on the door, revealing a circular slot. With trembling fingers, he placed the bracelet in. What's happening? Nothing. I... I can see nothing's happening, Hector. It was a rhetorical question. Jeff pulled out the bracelet and waved it for effect. Is this bracelet even real? Is Gwen really dead? I swear, I saw Gwen fall with my own tear-filled eyes. That was the bracelet she had on her. Oh, wow. A bracelet didn't open a door. I could have told them that, dumb Nazis. And then the dirt fully slipped. (laughs) Vicky caught herself and Gwen, holding them fast at the top of the mound. Oh, shit. That was close. Vicky, you saved me. I'm so relieved. One more second, we would have tumbled right down into that Nazi pit, and then we'd be in real trouble. (laughs) What the fuck was that? Okay, that was a foghorn fart. That sounded more like an actual horn than a human fart. Sometimes farts aren't funny. The entire Nazi contingent turned and looked right at Gwen and Vicky. Meanwhile, in a car speeding towards the construction site, 
No, left on Mercer! Left on Mercer! God damn it, we missed it! This is better! Mercer has a lot of bees! We are in a car! Still, though. Okay, just make a right up here! No, no, left! Just tell me where to go! Why don't you both let the man use his GPS? Fuck no! no. This way is faster. And I don't want a computer telling me what to do. Last time I did that, I opened Internet Explorer. Exactly. Thank you, Uli. My toaster machine makes me look like a freaking idiot in my own home. And I won't let it happen here, okay? So turn left. No, right. Turn right, not the bees. Gwen and Vicky were pushed up to the door, gun muzzles pressed into the smalls of their backs. Gwendolyn Green. What a surprise. Hi, Jeff. How'd you get out of jail? Iron and cement cannot hold the ubermensch. Also, I got Perry to pull some strings. Gwen! You're alive! Oh, thank God, I thought you were dead. Because I tried to kill you, remember? Yeah, how about that? Not very effective. Guard, strike him! <clears throat> now, Gwen, you're going to open that door for us. And no funny business. Or I'll shoot your friend. Main bitch. You'll shoot her main bitch. Not important now, Vicky. And I don't know how to open the door, Jeff. Gwen, Gwen, Gwen. You're not looking well. But this IV... Nazi Jeff's fingers curled around the tube that ran into Gwen's arm. It's a little much, don't you think? He yanked hard, ripping it out. Ow! No! You son of a dick! Blood oozed from Gwen's torn flesh where the needle had once been. I'm not asking, Gween. It was your bracelet. You must know something we don't. Now open the door. Out of energy and out of options, Gwen accepted the bracelet that was thrust at her and moved to the door. Reaching out a trembling hand, she placed the bracelet into the slot. For a moment, nothing happened. Then... Familiar electricity ran down Gwen's arm, arcing into the bracelet and wreathing the keyhole. What the... The door slid open, revealing a darkened, metallic hallway. Yes. Yes. Jeff pushed eagerly towards the opening, shoving Gwen aside. Echo team! Sir! 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 You're with me. The rest of you, guard the entrance. Oh, and tie up, Brother Hector. Shoot the girls. No. What? I'm too dope to die. Rifles were pointed to Vicky and Gwen's temples. Well, Vicky, this isn't how I thought it would end, but despite everything, it's been great knowing you. Same here, bitch. Fire at will. But before a single shot was fired, the world erupted in smoke. Vicky dropped to the ground just before blades flashed in a swirling cloud, and the Nazis started firing frantically. After the smoke cleared, several Nazis lay bloodied on the ground. What happened? Where is she? Where is she? Gwen was gone. Somewhere in darkness, a hunched figure carried Gwen's unconscious body deeper into the murk. It was here. 
This episode of the Pulp Tales of Gwendolyn Green P.I. was written by Chris DeLuca and Daniel Contreras with the stars Alice K. Johnson, Kate Eggers, Antonio Thompson, Christina Pitter, Daniel Contreras, Sonia O'Hara, Aldo Malaspena, Sam Fox Harton, Richard Christoforsky, John Fuchs, Spencer Andrew Taylor, and Chris DeLuca. Music by Andy McCarthy, Lavinia Pavlish, and Kate Eggers. Edited by Chris DeLuca and created by Daniel Contreras and Chris DeLuca. Subscribe to this podcast and everything will be all right in the world. Rate and review us on iTunes and everything will be even better in the world. Tell a friend about the show and the world will end. Careful, Icarus. Good night.